Welcome to Call Her Creator, powered by Stan, where we help creators make money doing what they love. I'm your host, Caitlin Rhodes, and I will be sharing the latest Instagram trends. I'm gonna share social media growth hacks, and I'm gonna share real life stories that will inspire you to leave that nine to five so that you can build a thriving online business and be your own boss. Whether you're a creator or an aspiring online entrepreneur, this podcast is gonna be your go-to for the strategies you need to leave that nine to five and become your own boss. I want to bring your social media dreams to a reality. In today's episode, I'm gonna be talking to you guys about my real life journey of leaving that nine to five and becoming a full-time content creator. I've built a multi six-figure business through social media and I think all of that to Instagram. So I'm gonna tell you guys how I moved from the nine to five, how I safely left that corporate job that was giving me really great benefits, paying me really well, I mean, I loved everything about that job, but I just, there was writing on the wall that told me that it was time to set free, grow my wings and start my own thing. So I'm going to go over with you guys the actual steps that I took because I don't ever want people to just leave this really nice job that they have and go try to run their own business and then fail. So I kind of did it the safer way and I want to explain exactly what I did step by step so that maybe it will inspire you to leave in a safe way. All right, so let's just get into it. I guess where I wanna start with you guys is I have always been a very big believer in my gut feeling, and when I don't follow my gut feeling, I always end up regretting it. So at this point in my professional career, I just, I had this gut feeling that things were about to change. So this was back in 2020, you know, the pandemic was here, but my company, we're, we were an online real estate marketing firm. So we were still working completely online. COVID didn't really affect us too much. Um, they were still paying me very great. But at that time, I had had my second baby. So I was postpartum. Um, I returned back to work, you know, three months postpartum. I worked for a few months with them because I wanted to make it work. There was these great benefits and I know all of you like there's this, this safety net when you're in that nine to five that you you don't completely want to leave that. Um, but I was I was there in that position. And what had happened is there was clear writing on the wall. So they were wanting to change my job description on me. Um, I've, I'm really great with people, Avi, um, and I'm like an entertainer kind of and can really help people feel welcome. So I was going to be switched over into customer service. Now, I've done a lot of customer service work and it's great, but it's not for me. I'm done with customer service because, you know, that's where you get like the scary people who are mean. Um, so when that transition was about to happen, I just knew like this is not what I want. I was 30 years old, so I was just like, no, this isn't how the rest of my life's gonna go. It's time for me to do something on my own. Now, during that time, and this is a key point that I want you guys to remember, I had kind of started accumulating like some freelance clients. I've always been a freelancer on the side, like even since I got out straight out of college, I had all these little side gigs because I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. Um, if you listen to episode two, I kind of told you all a little bit, but I, I didn't come from a poor family. We were, we were fine. My mom was a teacher. My dad owned his own business, but we definitely didn't have like an extravagant lifestyle. 
So I always was doing side hustle stuff. When I went to college, the only reason I got to go to college is because my grandpa paid for Florida prepaid and then I had some scholarships on me. But as far as like rent for my apartment when I was up there, my parents didn't help me with any of that. So I had to bring on a side hustle or I was selling my clothes to Plato's closet so that I could have grocery money. I was very broke girl. So I've always had this like go-getter attitude in me, like I'm not gonna live my life like this. So at the time, when I was working that nine to five, again, I started getting some freelance clients on the side. And I believe I had two people that I was doing social media marketing for on the side on top of my job. So I would work nine to five. And then in the afternoons, you know, I've got two kids and I'm over here like doing my freelance work. And it was just, it was a lot. But I sat down with my husband and this is another point I want to make is if you have a support system, it's really important that you talk with your support system before you decide to leave that safety net and just make sure you guys are on the same page. At the time, my husband was kind of like, you know what? You've been talking about this for a while. It's time to do the damn thing. Um, I'm going to support you. I've got, you know, I've got my good job. We can handle the bills for a while, but it's time for you to go all in. And so I think that was like the big thing was it's time to go all in. And I know there's going to be a point in your life where you're like, this ain't for me. It's time to go all in. So whenever you make that decision, that's that's going to be your writing on the wall. You're going to feel that in your bones. And I felt that in my bones. So I had a couple freelance clients and I went to my boss and I'm like, hey, I'm going to stop working for you guys, but I want you to know that I'm going to be freelancing. And if you want to hire me on contract, that would be amazing. I already like knowing me, I already had this beautiful PDF that I had made in Canva that kind of went over like, hey, here's why you should contract me out. So like, as you can see, I was trying to still keep that that relationship there. I'm really big on relationships, so I didn't want to just cut the cord there. So I offered them, you know, some freelancing services. They ended up declining. They didn't want my services. That's fine. But I worked out. I think it was, you know, I gave them my two weeks and then it was time to put in the work. So right before I ended those two weeks, I started going in hard on Instagram. This is where I went into Meta Business Suite and I scheduled posts to where I was posting every day. I wanted to post Monday through Friday because I know a lot of people talk about quality over quantity, but at that time I was like, nope, I wanna do quantity. I wanna post as much as I can. I wanna get in as many people's face as I can. So I just started posting all the time. So I went in and I batch created a bunch of Canva templates. I had some photos, carousels were new and big over on Instagram. So I leaned into that really hard. And then I started posting consistently on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Um, another, you know, social media tip that people always say is they want you to kind of lean into one channel, perfect it, and then spread your wings to other channels. But for me at that point in my life, I was just like, nope, I'm going to do them all and kind of see what sticks. So started posting consistently on Instagram, Facebook, slowly started growing my following over there, but I wasn't exactly like getting leads at the time. So once that nine to five ended, it was time for me to really like get going with it. So that's when I started reaching out to my sphere of influence. Now, this is another 
key part that I want you to remember when you do decide to leave that nine to five is I want you to tap into that sphere of influence that you already have. I want you to use your personal Facebook page. I want you to use your personal Instagram page, use your LinkedIn and let people know like, hey, I've left my job. I'm starting things out on my own. Here's what I'm going to be offering. Let me know if you're interested or please share this for me. I had a lot of people. I'm from a really small town and shout out to Okeechobee because they are such a supportive community. A lot of people started sharing my post on Facebook. So I was getting the word out there that, hey, Caitlin's here to here to be hired. If you have social media needs that you need, she can do social media management. She can coach your team, whatever it is. Caitlin's available. So one thing I should say before all of this, let me back up a little bit, is you need to have some kind of offer in place when you do decide to do this. Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is that, yeah, they're going to start marketing themselves and talking themselves up. But then when people are interested to work with you, you don't have an offering there. So this is where you guys need to decide, okay, what am I going to offer? Am I going to offer coaching? Am I going to offer full service you know, do it for them? Am I going to offer a membership? Am I going to offer digital downloads? Whatever it is, you need to have that offer in place. One thing that I, you know, made a huge mistake on, and I touched on this in episode two, is that I wish I would have had a digital product in place whenever I did decide to go all in because I was offering full service social media but not everybody can afford that. So I had this high ticket offer, but I didn't have like any like, you know, affordable options for people that couldn't afford that. So if I could go back in time, I would have made some kind of digital download to offer. Now, side note for a digital download, which I kind of talked about already, if you don't know what the heck you could do for that, there's a couple things you can do there. You can go do industry research, see what other people that have the same passion as you, what are they selling? So you can go on Google, you can go on Instagram, Facebook, kind of just do your research of your competitors and see what they're offering. That's going to turn a light switch on in your brain and say, oh, you know what? I could probably do that too, but even better. Um, Another part when you're doing competitive research is you're going to see a good price point. Um, It's kind of difficult to price your stuff, you know, when you're first getting started because there's just you just don't know what to do there. So doing some research and seeing what other people are, you know, offering their services for is going to be your best bet uh, when getting there. So once I had my offer in place, I wanted to make sure that my branding was in place, too. So. I went into Canva, I made my brand kit, of course my digital download, or I didn't have that at the time, my Canva templates that I was posting, I made sure that they were all branded. I wanted to look chic, I wanted to look professional, I wanted it to look like I knew what I was doing. So this is another key part of leaving your nine to five is you need to make sure that all of your stuff is on brand and on point and that you look professional. You want people to trust you. So all of my templates were branded. If you go to Social Marketing Queen on Instagram and scroll all the way down, you can go back to like 2020. I mean, you can go back before that because I've had this account since 2014 or 15. Um, But if you go back to 2020, you can see when I started posting consistently and you can totally tell when I leveled up my branding and had these branded Canva templates. So reach out to your sphere of influence, make sure your branding is on point, make sure you have a support system that is there to help you if things don't go well, because it doesn't, it doesn't always pan out the way it did for me, but 
I truly believe in my heart that if you are passionate enough about something and you are a go-getter and you put your mind to it and you put in the work, you can make this happen for yourself because I did and I am a regular Joe Schmo, I told y'all. So you don't have to be, you know, this famous person to get all these leads. So once I started posting consistently, my page was growing slowly and then reels came out. And I am a huge fan of being an early adopter. I think if you adopt trends early, you have a better chance of getting seen and perfecting it and it working out for you. So reels came out. I have some very awkward reels on my Instagram profile. If you were to go back and see what um, I've posted in the past, oh, cringe, cringeworthy. But that is how I started getting practice. That's how I started getting better by just doing the thing. So started posting reels consistently and they started taking off. Now back in 2020, 2021, it was actually 2021. I'm sorry. It was 2021 because it was after the pandemic. So had I even got in there in 2020, I think I could have even been, I could have way more followers. Got in a little bit late, but I was still an early adopter. So um, Reels started taking off. I had a couple go viral. They got millions of views. I did not know what to do with myself, <laughs> but I started seeing my profile grow and there was a direct correlation. When I started getting more followers, I started getting more inquiries and my sales you know, went up. I, I just started collecting more clients. Um, so you know, I know people say followers aren't everything and they're not but I did see a direct correlation in my sales whenever I did get more followers. So once my reels started going off, I started becoming a hot commodity and people wanted to buy from me. I had a couple clients come in that way. Um, By this time, I started to offer a freebie. So I had my freebie going off, my lead magnet, and I started collecting a bunch of emails for me to nurture and drip on later on with a better offer. Um, And then... Things weren't going fast enough for me because I'm like, I'm super competitive, I guess. And I was being competitive with myself. So I started reaching back out again to my sphere of influence. I started uh, messaging my old bosses that I had worked for. Um, I started reaching out to friends, business owners I knew. And that was a really good, um, that was a good call on my part because I did end up being hired by three of my past bosses. So they hired me for social media management, again, big ticket items. So at this point, I think it took me a month to be honest. I was making dang near what I was making at my corporate job. Now, here's something that they don't tell you guys when you do start doing this. I was stressed out. My heart was heavy every single day. I was so stressed because when you do start working for yourself, you don't have that safety net of, you know, a salary. You have to go out and get your stuff every single day. So there was a good like two months of my life where I was freaking sick as a dog physically and mentally because I didn't know if this was going to work out. And to be honest, like my husband kept telling me, he's like, wow, this is panning out really well. Like, why are you stressed? And I'm just like, I I don't know. So just know that it's completely normal if you do start doing this and you do start running your own business and you're feeling mentally ill or physically ill, totally normal. It will eventually go away. Um, You know, I've been in this now for almost three years with my business and I don't feel like that anymore. But I think that's something that a lot of people do not talk about. So I want to make sure that I talk about that with you guys. 
So getting back into the business, um, I had collected a few clients. I was making money, um, but I wanted more. When you start growing your following, it's like addictive to have stuff go viral. So I just started posting more and more. You know, when I first started, I was posting like once a day, Monday through Friday. And then I revved it up to where I was posting twice a day. So I was posting a reel and then I was posting a carousel just to get my name out there. And it definitely helped uh, my page grow and I got in front of more people. Okay, so at that point, you know, business is doing pretty well. My page is doing pretty well. I started to collect these clients and then I was like, oh crap, I'm working with these clients. I'm doing the work, but now I can't work on the business and keep growing it. I'm going to need some help. So that's when I hired my first employee, Darby. She's amazing. She's a princess. She's a queen. I now have Darby and Gracie, who are both great workers. I love them. Um, But at the time, I hired Darby. She was my first hire. And here's another thing they don't tell you. You need to make sure that if you are making money and if you do want this to boom, you need to do all the legal stuff too, honey. So you need to go get your LLC if that's what you want to do. You need to make sure that you know, these employees that you're bringing on, whether they're salaried or contracted, that you're doing the right paperwork so that people get paid properly, taxes come out, all that good stuff. I do recommend, you know, hiring a professional for something like this because the creator world is still so new that, you know, there are some people out there, accountants that don't even know how to process some of the stuff that we do. I know when I first got with my accountant, I was his first creator. I was his first influencer, social media person. And we kind of had to learn together like what I could and couldn't do. So make sure that you are inquiring a professional to help you with the legal side of things. Um, Another thing, now that I'm thinking about legal stuff too, is if you do decide, you know, maybe you're not doing service at first, maybe you're just doing like a digital download that people can download an ebook, buy it from you make sure you get a terms of service and and I think it's terms of service and conditions or something like that. Um, There are templates out there that you can purchase and then just fill in the blank. That's what I did for myself. But if you don't get these terms of condition, terms of service in place, people can basically buy your digital download and resell it to whoever they want and they, they can't get in trouble because you don't have a terms of service in place. So make sure that you do all the right things legally and get your stuff protected. Um, This might be a webinar. This might be a membership. This might be a digital download. Whatever it is that you have, protect your work so that people can't resell it. I have so many creator friends that have, you know, been copied or people steal their work and have made a whole freaking business out of taking someone else's work. So make sure that you're um, protected there. So once the, you know, social media was thriving, I I started this full-on agency. I started Influence Marketing Studio. The agency was going well. Darby was doing great. You know, after year one, it was time to hire another person. So I brought in Gracie. And with them working in the business and doing the social media management, I, as a creator, you know, I was posting reels consistently. I was showing up on Instagram, but I kind of needed more for myself. So that's when I started offering coaching. Now, at the time, I did not have a stand store. I just, I think I had like this podunk, 
well, first I had this system where they had to, I had to use Dubsado to invoice them. It came in an email late. The person at this time had kind of fallen off and I, I lost out on thousands of dollars. So when I first started doing my coaching, um, I used this other system. I'm not going to name any names, but it is nothing compared to my stand store. Now that I have my stand store in place, I highly recommend them for you to sell your coaching, your membership, your digital downloads, your management, all of that stuff is all in my stand store. And I'm so grateful for Stan because they've made it so easy for me to just sell and then they process the payment and pay me directly. Um, so anyways, at the time I didn't have Stan, I had this other system. It did the job, but it was not as easy and seamless as Stan is. So at that time I started getting coaching clients. Now for me to get coaching clients, one of the big um, hurdles I had there was pricing. How much should I charge these people? I had no idea. I was still new to this. Um, so that's when I did, you know, industry research. I went on Instagram and I searched, you know, social media coach, Instagram coach, and I started to kind of see what else was out there in the industry and what were these people offering. And, you know, I found some creators that were offering like an hour coaching call. They kind of went through in detail what you would get out of that hour and then how much to charge. Now, when I first started, I was charging $2.97 for the hour. Now I charge $7.99. So keep in mind that as you get this experience in and as you get better and better, you can totally you know, increase those prices. I tell people increase your prices whenever you do a training, whenever you get better, after a couple of years, whatever it is, increase those pricings. So I was selling coaching, $2.97 a pop. I started to get a lot of coaching clients. And then at that point, I was probably coaching like three or four times a week. Then I was doing my content creation on Instagram and Facebook. I had the girls doing the agency. And guess what happened? I got a little burnout. So I was just so stressed. I have two kids. I'm married. I've got, I basically had two businesses. I had my agency and then I had my coaching business and I was just getting really burnt out and stressed. So that's when around that time I was getting burnt out and stressed was around the time that I found out about Stan. Um, and the cool thing with Stan and something that I highly recommend is that you can limit your quantities on certain services. And my old you know, system that I was using did not allow that. But Stan had this you know, feature in there where I could limit it to two calls for the month or three, whatever it was, whatever I felt that I could handle capacity wise. If you're just getting started, you know, test this for a couple months. Don't put a quantity on there and just see what you get. And then, you know, once you get to that point where you're like, okay, I'm getting a little burnout here, that's when you can say, okay, how many people would I want to coach maybe a week, every week? And then that can kind of help you put in your quantity. Now where I'm at, you know, podcast host, content creation, social media agency, coaching still, I limit that thing to two people a month because I don't have the capacity to coach anymore like I used to. But there are some people that just build a coaching business and they can handle, you know, 30 calls a month and they're killing it. They've That's a high ticket offer. So they're making loads of money. I personally just am very big on mental health and work-life balance. So I had to scale mine down a little bit, but whatever works for you, highly recommend Stan so that you can put in what works for you. Now, one question I do get asked a lot is when you're first getting started, how do you show these people your experience if you don't really have any experience? And that 
that's where I have this thing called a nine point grid that comes into place. And this is super duper helpful for you guys that are just getting started with all of this. So I want you to think of your social media as your digital resume, whether you're focused in on YouTube or LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, pick whichever one you really want to push hard. And that's going to be your nine point grid resume. So for the nine point grid, I use Canva and I'll go inside of Canva and you can actually make a little template that will look like an Instagram profile grid. And then from there, you can piece together what you want your Instagram profile to look like. And this is just gonna, you know, this is for aesthetics, this is to show off your best work, this is to sell your services. So you'll go in there, you'll make a nine point grid. Um, You know, people are gonna stalk the crap out of you before they hire you more than likely, so you need to make sure this stuff looks good. Make sure you include in there what services you offer. Make sure you offer industry tips in there that make you the industry expert. Um, any testimonials you might have, maybe from a past job that you worked at, um, or you know, maybe someone could give you a character testimonial if you haven't done any work yet, but you could ask your friends or family to give you a character testimonial, that's fine too. Um, and then of course, you just building these templates in Canva is going to be your, your past work too, because you're showing them your creative side right there as well. Now, um, when you're making these nine point grids, aesthetics is everything when you're doing this because you want it to look good. You don't want it, you know, you don't want different brand colors or different fonts. So what I recommend doing is going over to Pinterest and then you can search in there like um, aesthetics, like Instagram aesthetic, Instagram grid aesthetic, or you could even type in like training coach aesthetic or social media aesthetic that will give you specific industry examples so that you can kind of piece together what you want to look like you know, from that inspiration over on Pinterest. Pinterest is super duper helpful. You can also obviously do competitive research, see what other people are doing, see what's working for them, what's not working for them. Make sure you look at the engagement on what they've posted, you know, look for those top performing posts and kind of see if you, if there's a way for you to use that in your own nine point grid. But that is a beautiful way to show off your services when someone just is in that educational stage where they're stalking you. The next part of that is you need to have something very, you know, professional to give people when they do inquire about your services. So when I first started out, I made a um, services and pricing guide from Canva. There are a ton of templates in there based on your aesthetics and your industry. You can go in there and search your, your industry keyword and then services and pricing or something like that. And it will give you a ton of examples to choose from. I started mine out with, um, you know, a Canva template. I went in there and kind of did like a bio of myself, let them know, you know, who are you hiring? Why should you hire her or him? I put in some testimonials from, you know, past clients. I put in some past work. I had screenshots of Instagram grids that we had transformed. Um, And then I went into detail about my different packages. Now, at the time, I think I was offering like four different things, but what I've read recently, actually like, I think it was last night, I read on Instagram that there's something about the psychology of three. And what they did is they recommended to offer like three things priced at different price points. So like you have a low ticket offer, a medium ticket, and then a high ticket. I I like this idea. I actually want to go back in and revamp our own services and pricing for the Um, social media agency because I think that 
when you have too much to choose from, there's something that's like buyer paralysis where they don't, you know, they don't know what to do. So they just, they freeze up and then they leave. So kind of dumb it down for them and just, you know, say like basic package, medium package, highest package. Here's why you should choose whichever one you want and let that be it. So in the beginning, I was doing the Canva templates and then they would inquire, you know, through a form on my website. I had a website at that point. Once someone inquired, they would be sent that email that would have that services and pricing. Now, since then, I have upgraded our services and pricing to a flip book from Paper Turn, which I highly recommend. It is basically a digital flip book, like kind of like a digital magazine that really elevates your presence and makes you look legit. And so I highly recommend them. Um, I think I, I have a affiliate link for you guys on in my link in bio in my stand store. There's something called Top Social Media Tools. If you click on that, I know that they're mentioned in there and I can get you a discount on the membership. It is a monthly membership that you pay for. But I have had so many compliments on our pricing and services guide. And I'm telling you, stuff like that is what sets you apart from everyone else. I know that a lot of people will start to feel like, oh, this industry is so oversaturated. How do I stand out? That's how you stand out. You you pay for these services that elevate your branding. So, you know, got that new elevated branding going on. And then what I was missing is like a drip email campaign that would happen to nurture these leads. So when you are getting started in the uh, services industry or products, you might get overwhelmed with all of the work that you have. So it's important for you to kind of set something up. Automation is gonna be your best friend that can drip on these people and nurture them and keep them interested in you because again, you're gonna be so busy, you don't, you don't really have time to follow up with all these leads. So what I did is I did a lot of industry research. I did a lot of Googling, you know, sales copy for emails. And I basically created like a five-step nurturing email campaign so that when someone got my services, you know, the first email was, hey, thanks for inquiring. Here's our services and pricing. Let us know if you have any questions. Then a couple days later, make sure you're writing this down, by the way, this is super helpful. A couple days later, I send another email, hey, how's it going? I wanted to send you some examples of work. And then I go and send them screenshots of examples of work. And then I think I even link them to one of our past clients so they can see exactly what everything looks like. Then the third email is, hey, here's a success story from so-and-so. And then I talk about a success that happened in their life. Then a couple days later, I say, hey, did you find what you were looking for? If not, let's hop on a call and maybe I can come up with something custom for you. Then the last one is me saying, hey, maybe I'm not what you're looking for. I'm gonna close out this account. You know, if you don't want me to close you out, if you still wanna talk, reply back to this email. So you can see like I kind of nurture them down the funnel. They're at the top of funnel. They're starting to understand who I am and what I do. Then they're kind of seeing like, oh, proof of work. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. Oh, these people are saying this good stuff about her. Yeah, I'm really liking this girl. Oh, but you know what? She doesn't offer what I want. Oh, wait, she just said that she'll customize something for me. So get that, get those emails in place. I highly recommend pulling up like a Google document and writing out your emails, you know, like one through five, whatever it is. 
write your email, write your subject line. And then what you can do is you can go into ChatGPT and you can, you know, paste the email campaign in there and then say, hey, ChatGPT, can you help me with a good subject line? Whatever it is. Um, Some tips with subject lines, keep them short and sweet. I've even read that emojis help people stop the scroll and pick out your email above others. And then you also want to hit a pain point with those subject lines. You don't want to be boring. You don't want people to just cross over whatever you have to offer. So make sure you're popping out with a pain point. You're hitting that somehow. So nurturing your clients is super important. Um, Once you do start, you know, getting those leads and getting those people to start working with you, it's very important to keep them happy as well. And that's why, you know, with the agency, I have these account managers that are talking with these clients on a monthly basis and making sure that everything's going well. If you're a coach, um, what you can do there is you can, you know, have that first initial coaching call with them. And then you can always email and follow up with them, you know, maybe for three months after that, see how everything's going, maybe offer additional resources. Maybe that's your YouTube channel, your blog post on your website. Uh, Maybe they haven't seen that you have a Facebook group. So once you've had, you know, once you've worked with a person that doesn't, that doesn't have to be the end of your relationship there. You can keep selling them on to other things. If they just did coaching with you, you can probably maybe talk them into hiring you for full service management, or maybe they even want to join your membership that you have. So just don't ever feel like, you know, you're done with someone because they probably, your goal is to keep getting them to be a, a, a more loyal customer and to keep buying from you, obviously. So super important to make sure you're reaching out to them um, and making sure that they're okay. Now, if you don't have an offer, there is something on Stan called Ask Stanley, and you can um, you can kind of give him like a broad idea of what you're looking for, and he will write out something for you. So the other day I did like, I want an Instagram growth guide, and he went and wrote me this long thing for me to have an Instagram growth guide, and that saved me a ton of time. And then, of course, I took the bones of what he said. I put it in a Google Doc, and then obviously I went in and tweaked it. I put in my own flair. I added bullet points. I added real-life examples. You know, don't just take that as your offer. You want to go ahead and put in your unique flair and your unique, you know, feedback on things. You want it to be personal and humanized. You don't want it, you know, to sound generic. So make sure you go in there and, and customize it to your liking. But that is a really great way to get started. Um, There are a lot of people out there product based that reach out to me and they're kind of like, you know, I don't know what to offer. That's a really good place for you to start. You can also go to Google um, and type in like your industry keyword, you know, whether that's baby clothing or, you know, hair care, whatever it is. And then, you know, behind it, say like ebook and then see what other people out there are sharing. Okay, so once I had my agency going, I've had my coaching now, then I decided that I wanted to do a membership because I told you guys I could not handle my capacity. I could not handle coaching all the time. I was getting burnt out with it. So that's when I decided I was gonna push more membership or I was gonna have like these webinars that were already pre-recorded and saved and I could just sell those. So there's something called passive income, if you haven't heard of that. That's kind of where the digital downloads, the recorded webinars, that's where those are going to fall in. They are passive income. You don't have to keep working on them. They're just, 
they're there. People can buy them and kind of you can set it and forget it. So digital downloads were really great. Um, I did a lot of webinars and then um, the membership. So I started my membership last year and that has really change the game for us at Influence Marketing Studio because we have this reoccurring revenue every month coming from something that doesn't take our one-on-one attention. It doesn't take up as much time as a full service, you know, management client. It's more of like, here, we'll do this and we'll kind of check in with them week to week, but we don't have to sit there and babysit you. The membership has truly like changed my business model in a lot of ways because it supplemented the income that we had. It kind of took some pressure off me to where I didn't have to always market for these high ticket, you know, paying clients. I could kind of push this medium, small priced offer and, you know, pull in members members for my membership. So and another thing about the membership is that it's fun for me. Um, you're not sitting there having to do things for people. You're more so teaching them what to do and providing resources and setting them up for success, but it's on them to do the thing. So that's why I love me a good membership. Um, there are plenty of different pricings when it comes to memberships. Our membership is called club influence. Uh, we charge 39 bucks a month. And what you do is you get, they get trending audio for reels. They get reels examples sent every Monday, like whatever's trending at the time. So you get early trends. They get a monthly content calendar. So they have help posting. And then they also get Canva templates. And we even do a training once a month, which I've started, you know, Darby's going to start doing that training. So that takes time. That gives me my time back. Again, that's 39 bucks a month. Now, there are some people out there that have a membership. I know um, I've seen some people that charge like 300 bucks a month. But with that kind of membership, this person is showing up for them, I believe, you know, two or three times a month doing a live office hours with training where they can talk to them and they're more so coaching. It's more so like a coaching membership where ours is kind of like, hey, here's all your assets and resources. Here's a little bit of coaching for you too and trainings, but they're much different. So pricing wise, you need to decide what it is that you're offering and then that will help you price it. Again, industry research really helps here. You want to see what other people are offering and that will kind of help you put a price point on your own membership. But I do highly recommend memberships for people as little bit of passive income, but obviously you got to work on it too. And then for the webinars, I'm going to close this out with this because this is such a genius idea in my opinion. So for the webinars, here's kind of what I do. I will basically offer this live training at a higher price point. And then, you know, I record it with these people on and spend an hour in the training. And then I will record that training while I'm talking and save it to my computer so that then I can sell it again at a lower price point because obviously I'm not talking live anymore. It's a it's a pre-recorded webinar, but I can sell it again while I'm sleeping and make money off of it. So I'll have like these $49 live trainings, but then I'll go sell it again for 25 bucks. And you know, that's passive income for you too, where you're not working too hard, but you're still making money. So that's genius idea for me. Um, if you're new to trainings and, but you want to get into them, you want to give your, you know, industry expertise, you can also always start with Instagram lives to get your feet wet. That's, that's exactly where I started. I started doing live Q and A's where people could ask me anything and I would answer them. Um, and then I started doing like more focused trainings on Instagram live, um, and just getting better and more confident with my 
with me on camera. Uh, once I perfected that, that's when I started doing like these more professional trainings where they had to register on Zoom. I collected their email and then they were there live with me on Zoom. So that's another place for you to make money as well. All right. So this wraps up episode three for me. I hope you liked hearing about my story. I hope it gives you a little bit more confidence of, um, you know, you can follow your passions, you can follow your dreams, you can do it, but you got to be willing to put in the work. So if you liked this episode, if you like this podcast, I hope you will subscribe to our channel. Make sure you leave me a five-star review so that we can get in front of more people. And if you have any questions for me or you have an episode that you want to, you know, you want to dedicate an episode to some specific topic, send me a DM over on Instagram at call her creator and I will get back to you and let's get the conversation started. But that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next week.